this guy that I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> like, who, who, now we thought that Messi was an alien. If Messi was an alien, what is this guy? Because he comes in. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ultras podcast. Uh, I am Ahmad, and with me is El Basha. What's going on, Ahmad? Uh, not much. Uh, another great week of uh, Champions League games uh, this week. Yes, yes, finally. Uh, I'm pretty excited about this round because I think this, I think the momentum is picking up with Champions League. Uh, this round is... Uh, have not well, been third, boring, actually. Yeah, three, three. We're halfway through the group stage, and uh, you know, there's there's nine left, nine points left. Uh, we'll see. Uh, by next game, we'll be. I think by next game, we'll be able to tell who's making it. A lot of the teams. We'll we'll see a lot of teams who we know will get through, and who's on the chopping block. Uh, so I guess we'll start off with the. The first games for Tuesday, October the fourth, uh, Bayern Munich versus uh, Victoria Pleasant, five uh, nil. Uh, Sane started off in, in the seventh minute, two goals for him, uh, followed by Nabri, uh, uh, Mane again on the scoreboard for Bayern Munich, and I'm pretty sure Bayern Munich fans are uh, happy to see that. And then uh, Moting. Uh, so, uh, what do you think? What are your thoughts on this game? Knowing that Mane was man of the match too. Yeah, it was a great game for uh, for Mane. It was a great game for the whole squad. Um, I think Neuer should have never even came to the game. I think he just because all he was doing is just sitting down and drinking tea and watching the game. I can I I can't remember any chance that Victoria had when you know they're going to Neuer. Maybe Neuer got the ball a few times during the game. It was a complete dominance to. Uh, uh, for Bayern Munich, uh, Mane finally back in form with the whole shift of uh, tactics that was done by moving him to the left side. Um, it was, I think it that's, was that's that's something where Mane is comfortable. That left side, even at Liverpool, he was uh, you know very comfortable there. But you know, with this game, it's not something that wasn't expected. Uh, uh, Bayern Munich is expected to win against Victoria Plaza at home, five nil. Uh, Victoria did have, you know, they had 10 shots, three on target, uh, but they weren't, like, it, it was a known fact who was going to take this game home. Uh, it was a super easy game for uh, Inter, uh, for Bayern. Um, it was It's going to be a super easy game for uh, Barcelona. It's going to be a super easy game for Inter Milan. It's a free six points in this, in this uh, group stage. Yeah, there's those teams that are just coming there just, just to participate in the Champions League. And we all know for a fact that they're going to be the receiving end of of uh, of of, uh, of the goals for, for the group. So for anybody struggling within that group, they'll just have to perform two good games against that team yeah. to get the six points and leave. And Victoria, unfortunately, is one of the teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, even though as as bad as the scores have have been against them, they've been they have been an okay. Like they played okay against. Barcelona, they, they did a good game against Inter, but it was a complete dominance for Bayern. And Bayern, you know, they're just they're have their issues are tactical. So what they're doing is they're just fixing it step by step. 
um, on every every game they play. And it's unfortunate for Victoria is that is that Byron are coming in very strong, very strongly than before because they're fixing their tactics right now. So Byron now right now Byron now got nine points. It's only going to take one more game to guarantee the qualify the qualifying for the group, and I think they're they are going to be on top. Do you think um, from this game we can can we judge Mane on his performance? I mean, it's it's a great performance regardless, but against the uh, you know Victoria Plaza, can we say that this is him getting into chemistry with the team? Uh, we're going to see him. We're going to see him, you know, perform at this kind of uh, level against big teams and, you know, small teams if needed. Um, I I don't see any issue generally with money. Money has have not been having an issue with Byron. That chemistry thing is completely out of his hand and the rest of his teammates. Uh, it is going to take time to get used to. They are going to take time to get used to each other. Um but that left the, the shift to the left side where he's comfortable with definitely showed the result. And the only thing that's left for money is just to adjust to the to adjust in terms of chemistry with, with the teammates because you got four strikers, not just one striker. If you look at the formation, it was the forward was three one, so four two three one, and yep. then Ganabri being forward. But uh, below Ganabri, you you have uh, um, uh, Jamal and you have Mani and Sunny. And and all these guys can really switch back and forth of becoming a number nine. So there is not an issue in that matter. It is going to take a little bit more time uh, in terms of getting used to uh, to each other. But I think they, they, Byron are going to be okay to the World Cup. But I think after the World Cup, World Cup they really, during that World Cup, Byron got to really think of buying, um, I would say, a striker or a typical striker. Um, but I mean, if if they're really impressed with the results, they might neglect that fact um, and just continue on. You know how the same issue that has with Madrid, they're like, oh, we always need a number nine to substitute Benzema. But they've been carrying along and they weren't they were in cups and all that. And that's one of the things. If you keep winning, you might, you might say to yourself, you know what, it's fine. We're okay with this. We'll just continue on. But then when you start... When you start losing points, you start losing uh, um, you start losing chances to win titles. Then you know, then those uh, all those uh, defaults that you have or issues that you have within the team are gonna come back. They're gonna come back, of course, to Ninglesman, and then they're gonna be like, "Why don't you have a number nine? Why don't you fix this? Why don't you fix that?" But I think for now they they are fine. But I think they are gonna need they are gonna need to shift shift uh, tactics uh, going forward. Yeah, no, definitely. Especially on the next uh, round, depending yeah, on who's yeah. in the next round. Yeah, so like we'll see when that comes when that comes about in the next couple of in the next two games for sure. We'll find out who's going to be playing who, and um, especially when it comes to this to this group uh, for Bayern Munich and Inter and um, Barcelona. You know that there's going to be a definitely a race, there, especially for the uh, for uh, for that second place spot between uh, Barcelona and Inter Milan. But we'll see how that how that how that will go. Um, yeah, I want to move on to the next game: Marseille versus Sporting. Four-one uh, for Marseille at home. Um, I know earlier you were mentioning to me uh, about the drama, so please like explain explain what what happened so that you know the viewers know what's going on. 
Well, first thing, um, after the goal for Sporting within the first minute, we really thought that Sporting is going to continue on the same momentum that they had the first two games. And, yeah. and Marcel is going to continue losing. But then we see that uh, after San- Sanchez starts scoring and then Adan made a mistake, uh, made a mistake within that within the um, I think it was the second goal yep. and then uh, which I mean Harris took and he scored the second goal um, and then that was just within the first the first 16 minutes it was already yep. 2-1 and then after that you have Antonio red Adan card. the goalkeeper for Sporting at the 23rd minute getting the red card after you know trying to stop the ball outside of the outside of the the box outside of the penalty yep. box area and then he got a red card and now they're playing with 10 players um, and, you know, th- they're losing 2-1 and they lost their goalkeeper. So it's it, it just started going downhill from then. Uh, but then, yeah, it was a complete dominance for, for Marcel. It's, it's it's not a surprising complete of dominance. It's just what makes sense. Well, now they, You lost your goalie. Yeah, you, yeah. You're, you're, uh, generally, Marcel are a team that usually dominates in ball position and tries to uh, to attack. Uh, we've seen that even when they lost, when they were playing with 10 men against Tottenham, they never give up. They just keep attacking. So it, was now, pretty, look, it makes sense. The result makes sense. Now, the, the thing is, is like, don't you think like these players need to start understanding that you can't be making these kind of mistakes on the field? You know, you're leaving your team vulnerable, especially with Adani here, getting that red card in the 23rd minute. So for about 67 minutes here, your team is very vulnerable. Um, 10 players. So you're down a player. You're, you're down a keeper, so that means you have to take another player out, substitute him with a keeper, and then have that keeper replace Adon. So you you took somebody out of the uh, you know the squad. Um, you've put your team at a risk now, and obviously Marseille goes on to score two more goals. So the the thing is here is that if if Adon has avoided that mistake, is do you think that Sporting could have come back? It was a two. They were only up two one. Yeah, definitely. If it wasn't for that mistake, I think Sporting would have. Uh, I I don't. So you think uh, um, Marcel had a strong motive to win this game because this was their yeah. only chance for them to stay, to stay uh, within the competition, like have high hopes on even making it to the next round or even making it to the Europa League. Well, this is their first win of the of the Champions uh, yeah, League. So this after... is the first, this is the they've had one win and two losses, True. And, and and they're still at the bottom of the table. And uh, Sporting, even with this loss, they're still at the top of the table. So Marseille really needed this. And they got lucky with that red card. And so if, if, if Adan did not make that mistake, it, I think it would have been a whole different story. With, because at that point, Sporting is not thinking about whether they're even, even able to tie up. They're just trying you know, keep the game at a 2-1. And then when it when it was three one, let's just try and keep it at three one. And when it was four one, it was more let's keep it at four one. And and because that's all we can do at this point. Yeah, definitely. Uh, six points before going into the game, they could have came up with nine points or at least seven points. They don't, they probably would have needed only one more game after this to call to to guarantee their qualification to the next round. The whole group is confusing right now. Six, four, four. Three, like six yeah. points for Sporting, and then you got Tottenham with four, and then Frankfurt with four, and then Marseille with three. But um, it's players usually are not worried a lot of times just by the fact that they're losing, they're they're one goal away. It's only one goal away, 
right? But it's yeah. it's that whole it's that they the whole team got shook after their goalkeeper being kicked out of within the first twenty three minutes, right. and it's their for main goalkeeper. You know, uh, I think it's human nature that they're not gonna have a lot of trust, and the goalkeeper is gonna come from the subs. So, well, <laughs> and, no, and you've seen it; he already conceded two goals, and it was yeah, it was it was a bad, pretty bad day for Sporting. Definitely, because the now the different like there's yes, there's only three there's three games left, and this puts uh, Sporting you know I don't want to say at a disadvantage they're still top of the table but you know there's you know Frankfurt uh, Tottenham is two points away, um, uh, uh, what's it called Marseille is three points away so it's only about a game, and they could have easily had that nine that that uh, five point lead instead yes. of a three point lead. And they would have been comfortable for the next couple of games, you know, to make it to the next stage. But now, this game has put this group state, a group, in so in a position that they might have to fight until the very last minute, until 90th minute. Not just 90th minute of next game, but 90th minute of in three games. And that's and that's why Marcel, thanks to Marcel, for <laughs> making us being entertained right now with what's going to happen <laughs> with the group. Definitely. And, and and uh, and everyone is going to work hard to qualify within this group. Definitely, definitely. Um, now, the, the, now the, because of this red card, Adon won't be back for the next couple of games. Isn't it one, It's only one game that he's going to get. Is it one game? Yeah, but, Most but likely still, a one game. I don't. I don't know if there's, they're going to stop him for more than one game. I know usually it will be more than a game if there have there have been something that's critical for them to yeah, yeah. for the way UEFA to. Uh, to announce the fact that they stopped more than a game. Like, let's say, for example, if they attacked, if he attacked yeah, yeah. a player aggressively, you get a red card, but then they review it and say that, no, he potentially wanted more to games. Yeah. injure so, him badly. Right. Yeah, it would have been more. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what, what what happens there. But uh, that game, that, that group is definitely going to be interesting. Um, in that group, we have uh, Marseille in, obviously, last place, Sporting in first, and then, you know, Frankfurt and um, Tottenham in, with four points you know, everyone got a chance, man. Everyone, yeah, so everyone got a chance to have a chance to make the next yeah. round. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the next group, uh, Napoli, or sorry, the next game, Napoli versus Ajax. Ajax started out strong in the ninth minute. Kudus, Mohamed Kudus, um, opened up the scoring, only to be followed by six goals for Napoli. Um, uh, this game, I think, you know, with Ajax starting that first goal, they really thought they had something going, and then. Uh, what is it? Ten minutes later, it was just you know raining. The beginning raining, of the disaster. <laughs> raining goals. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on that game? A complete disaster for Ajax. Um, Not to mention they were at home too. They were at home. Um, everyone was really pumped for that game because Napoli are playing similar. Uh, Napoli has been an Italian team. They're playing. They playing an attacking. Attack uh, football or right. soccer, which is completely unusual for for an Italian team. An Italian team, yeah. It's 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 uh, those are uh, those are Dutch style, you know, the <laughs> Dutch style of Ajax style, where they just attack in an attacking style, which is really nice football where we all like to watch. Right. So you're having two two different clubs with the same school of thought coming into the game. Um, that's why everybody was hoping that they're gonna have a good game. I honestly have had I would have never guessed that it was going to be this bad because but it was it was complete dominance from Napoli's point point. Um, they out obviously performed in every single um, 
category you can think of. They they uh, they had dominance in uh, possession, dominance in shooting, dominance yes. in big chances, like big chances. Um, passes were almost double. Uh, so like Napoli, yes, they did. Uh, Ajax did score the first goal, but Napoli was completely just after that nine, that tenth minute. It was just it's like Ajax wasn't even on the field. Yeah, and 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 um, it really shows you that it doesn't matter if you start off with the first goal. We've seen yeah. what happened with Sporting; they start with the f- first minute, but they lost four-one. These guys six-one. I thought after Mohamed Kudus' goal, Napoli are going to have—I don't want to say hard time, but they are going to have—they're uh, going to struggle a bit, especially that it's Ajax home. Right. But a complete dominance. Um, I'm really impressed. There's a lot of new names that are coming up with Napoli as well. They've never, they're not affected with the team, with the players that they lost. Um, um, uh, Raspadori, man, he's just out of the world. Uh, amazing performance. I'm sure a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of people didn't know who he is before playing for Napoli at this yeah, level. No, Raspadori, man of the match. Um, and then there's the. Uh, I, I can't it? pronounce he's his got, name. He's the, got Georgian two goals. the Georgian guy. The Georgian guy. He has one of the longest names. Everyone yeah, has having a hard time too. <laughs> I'm not even going to try and butcher his but, uh, name. You know, I don't want to get Something like that. Yeah, no, like yeah, that. I'm yeah, sorry so. to the Georgian fans, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, he is he's one of the key players in Napoli. Uh, right. not, not, other than the fact that he scored, he also assisted. But yeah. he is one of the most important players uh, with with Napoli. Um, he really makes a difference within the team. His attacks, going back in defense, and it's just—it's a very. I'm really impressed, man. Napoli is playing really good, really good football, man. It's—it was really entertaining watching them. Every time they score, I'm 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 happy for them, but at the same time, I'm sad for Ajax because <laughs> they don't deserve to lose this bad. It's not like they were performing bad. It's just they they're playing, but when you have three goals scored against you within the first 33 minutes, you're gonna yeah. lose hope. Three nil, 33 minutes. You're well, done. it was four one gonna... by the end of the first half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I'm just saying within the 33 minutes after yeah. first half, as you said, four nil. Um, what hopes are you gonna have for? Sorry, four one after four the first one, yeah. half. It's very, very hard for 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 you. It's to hard to come back from players. that, yeah, and definitely, you know, against a team like Napoli. Uh, but that was that Napoli leads the table. Um, Ajax is in third. Uh, they still have a chance. I mean, they will be. Um, you know, you're, Liverpool is still in. Liverpool is only three points away. Um, but I guess we'll more on that when we get to Liverpool uh, next game. That on that Tuesday was uh, Club Bruges versus Atletico Madrid, and uh, Club Bruges, you know, they they've really, um, I think they're they're the one team that everybody should keep their eye on this year because they're top of the table mm-hmm. with nine points, um, no losses, clean sheets. So that's no, the thing. That clean sheets. sheets. Yeah, everybody's yeah. looking, watching Napoli and Byron and all that, but but they're really at Club Bruges. Yes, and don't forget who their 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 group includes: Porto, Leverkusen, and Atletico Madrid. Mm-hmm. And you know when you're in when you are in a when you are in a group with those three teams, it's not going to be an easy walk in the park. 
and and to also keep clean sheets that's where you know that's where i think everybody should be keeping an eye on them uh, what are your thoughts uh, about that um i'm impressed with all these teams that are just winning winning impressively winning every single game within those three games uh with complete dominance i thought atletico were going to you know, gonna gonna step up after their last uh, last game in the Champions League against uh, Liverpool, but um, but Club Bruges really really showed uh, really showed dominance against Atletico Madrid. But I did see Atletico Madrid going out, going out of their comfort zone and trying to attack and uh, more than more than usual, which is yeah, really yeah. impressive. And, but and uh, a, a missed penalty for Griezmann. I mean. Do you think if, if Griezmann was to score that, do you think that would have changed the tide for Atletico Madrid? Um, you know, maybe boost the morale of the team to, you know, at least get a tie. Is- yeah, he he missed that penalty on the 76th minute. So right. if he did score that 2-1, the next 15 minutes of official time with five minutes, I would say with injury, twenty. you're talking about uh, 20 minutes. Yeah, I think with... The way Atletico Madrid pressures and uh, usually they could have t- at least tied that game, but um, Griezmann losing uh, that penalty against a tough team like Bruges, yeah, man, you can't really lose those um, yeah. chances they usually get. No, no, definitely not. And you know, it's uh, I don't know if I'm disappointed in Atletico Madrid or impressed by Club Bruges in this because of the you know three games clean sheets. Three points, so nine points for, you know what I mean, for Club Bruges. And then you got Atletico Madrid with only three points. And um, they're in the negative when it comes to goal difference. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because FC Porto and Liverpool each have three points as well. So that second place spot is, we know who's going through in the, I mean, Sure, there's three more games, and those other three at Porto, Leverkusen, and Atletico Madrid have those nine points that you know what I mean to go for. But at this point, the, the I don't think club I think Club Bruges is a train that is going to keep going and not going to stop. They want they want to keep that one number one position so that they can because in the next stage they're going to be able to play second place of whatever their the next group is the for them, groups, and yeah. you know they'd rather have that than than, than the first place. Uh, but that was it for, you know, Club Bruges at Atletico Madrid. Uh, I want to go on. Uh, Frankfurt first Tottenham, 1-1, one, one, uh, sorry, actually, 0-0 zero, zero for that game. Um, Hugo Lorez, men of the match. Uh, yeah, he better be after those saves. <laughs> after, yeah, yeah, no, definitely, you know, a lot of a lot of chances, it's a lot of chances for both teams. Uh, both teams seem to be playing uh, – you know, good football, trying to trying to take those three points, and you know they ended up canceling each other out and taking that point home. Um, and the the thing is about this, uh, like I'm 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 still surprised a little bit by Tottenham's performance in this in this uh, Champions League. Um, I I honestly expect more of a team like Tottenham, and I'm not trying to play downplay you know Frankfurt or Marseille or Sporting, but Tottenham it would would be you know when you have Players like Harry Kane, you know, Son, um, you you expect more. Um, I am disappointed with Tottenham because the because of the expectations. You know, Tottenham they were they were expected to be uh, 
they were expected to be on top of this group. Uh, they were expected, not even on top of the group, you know, challenging to to uh, for for yeah. uh, to be on top of the group. Um, but at the same time, I can't neglect the fact of how hard Frankfurt plays. Uh, Frankfurt are, I I think Frankfurt's game against Marcel really showed what kind of team they are. So yeah. if they want to sit back and de- defend like they did against Marcel and dependent counter, they they uh they'll show they can do that. If they want to carry on an attack, they're pretty organized. They 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 are a team that depends a lot on 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 sitting back and doing do, doing counter attacks. Um, but they have they have faced a team that has similar mentality, Tottenham. Definitely, Conte. yeah. But Conte has the quality of players to be playing a more attacking uh, right. uh, football generally. Yeah, yeah. But it's been it was it's it's been disappointing so far, whether being in the Premier League or being in Champions League so far. Right, right. Um, but Frankfurt, I'm sure they're happy with, with taking a point away. Uh, they have high hopes of making it to the next round. But it is it is going to be it is going to be challenging within within the same group that they're in right now. Right. No, uh, definitely because. The group they're in, you know, we were just talking about the the other game, Marseille and Sporting, but this group is, this one is going to go, like I said earlier, this one is going to go down to the last minute of that third game, yeah. That's uh, of the next three games of that third game. So, you know, Tottenham's in second place. They're tied with Frankfurt. Uh, the only thing that separates them is that second that goal difference. Um, Marseille is behind by a single point. Sporting is ahead by only two points. So. I really, I really want to see what happens with this group because, you know, it, the the goal, the sorry, the point difference is so close. Um, one game can make that difference, and, yeah. and we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Um, uh, I believe the, 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 the let me sorry, let me just see what the who's playing who the, with the fixtures next next um, next round for this. It's going to be. Uh, okay, so it's going to be. Oh, it's the flip side. So it's going to be you know Marseille playing at Sporting and Frankfurt at Tottenham. So now it's going backwards. So we'll see what happens. You know, um, Tottenham. Tottenham are going to be playing in Frankfurt Stadium, right? No, no, it's the opposite. So they're going to be playing in Tottenham this time, and mm-hmm. we'll have to see how Conte um, reacts to this to today's game. It's good. It's good you pointed that out because it's it, Frankfurt Stadium is one of the toughest uh, 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 stadiums to play in because yeah. they have a crazy fan base. Their fans are just they're wild, man. Yeah, fans yeah. that will never be silent. They go and cheer their players. They'll scare any team that steps on in the field. Um, it's unfortunate that Marcel didn't have that this this time because of the UEFA sanction that they had for that game. Uh, they played with no fans against Sporting, but. Still managed to win 4-1. 4-1, yeah, still managed to win 4-1. But Frankfurt going to Tottenham, I think think it is going to be tough. But but I really do think that Tottenham, Tottenham, uh, out of this group, they they still can make it. Yeah. Uh, Because tactically, they have not been the best, right? Yeah. Um, But due due to the fact that some of the teams in the Premier League are not doing the greatest... They are taking advantage of that, and they're they're in the top three, right? Right, right. But of how long is that going to continue? I don't know. 
Right. That's what we're gonna wait and see. Now we'll definitely wait and see what happens with this because it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting group. Um, but yeah, next week it'll be Tottenham at, in Frankfurt, uh, Marseille and Napoli, or sorry, Marseille and Sporting. Um, same as these games, but except you know, um, home is away and away is home for next next week. Yes. Uh, moving on. All right. Sorry about the. I guess is it. Uh, okay. Moving on, uh, FC Porto and uh, Bayern Leverkusen. This is the the same group as um, the same group as uh, at Bruges and Atletico Madrid. Um, you know, Bayern Leverkusen, uh, FC Porto, Atletico Madrid fighting for that second second uh, second spot, second place spot. Two um, 0 for FC Porto. It's. Um, I don't know what to say still because I'm very surprised at the at this um, at this group. Disappointed by by all those three by those three teams, um, but I, I don't know what to say honestly. I'm just surprised by Club Rouge. Um, Leverkusen and Porto it was a good game despite of the the loss for uh, for uh, for Leverkusen. They, you see, Leverkusen sometimes they are unlucky because. I know they are in a very bad position within their uh, within their the Bundesliga in Germany, but generally, is they're a team that plays that plays good football and they really had chances. And uh, if you look at the stats, they had the higher ball position, of course. Way they they had the ball way they had it way more higher than Porto, but it's you know it doesn't matter. You get you can shoot 10, 20, 30 times and you never score and the other team can get only one or two chances uh, and score. And that's really what matters. And that's what Porto did, simply. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you know, there was, they did the job. Yeah, uh, definitely. You know, the, you know, regardless, you know, sure, there was um, VAR callbacks, um, red cards, missed penalty. Yes. Like This game had a lot of drama, you can say. But at the end of the day, you know, you Porto took those three points home because they needed it. Yes. Yeah, yes. they needed it. Um, I mean, Leverkusen, if they did take this, this this three points, that would have made it easier for them to for the next group stage. It, you could say it's almost this even decided. Uh, but you know, Porto really needed this. Um, but I, I wanna I wanna go to the next match. The next match was uh, I think one of the matches of the week. Uh, yeah, everyone was waiting for this. One. Everybody was waiting for this match. Inter Milan. Versus Barcelona at the San Siro. Um, typical, uh, uh, like, you know, end of the first half, Inter Milan came in. Um, great goal by Chan Oglo, who I even, you know, Chan Oglo, great player, great strikes. Uh, you can really depend on on this guy to, to – I honestly can't – I'm waiting for him to score out from like 40, 50 yards out because at this point. Because he'll be taking those shots and he'll hit the you know woodwork. Um, We've seen him how you know we just we were just talking about his ex uh, team Leverkusen. That's the team where he shined with, right, right, taking all the free kicks and yeah, that's where he shined and showed the world of what kind of player he is. But he is a perfect uh, shooter and uh, set piece uh, taker. Definitely, and you know I'm just surprised by this guy. Like uh, I was really impressed with his last game in the um, in the uh, what's it called. Against was it against Roma? Yeah, yeah, it was against Roma. Inter, like, Inter versus Roma when they yeah they the did end lose, of the last but like he performed very well regardless. Yeah. Uh, like it's a he's a player that I did not 
like I'm not saying that he was in, he's not good. No, no, don't get me wrong. You know, you play for Inter Milan, you're obviously a good player, but like he just he just uh, in those in those games he really just shows up. Every time I see him in a game, he's showing up. He's you don't you don't he's he's not he's a he seems like a very humble person where he's not you know just with a high ego, uh, cocky or anything like that. You know, you, you barely hear him talk. You barely try, you you barely think he's even there, and then you know he just shows up. Hits, takes that strike, and then you don't see it. You know what I mean? That's the kind of guy Chalinoglu is, and I'm really impressed by him. Um, but um, this game, as a Milanista, is going to be very hard for me to uh, to uh, to uh, <laughs> you know to uh, say a lot of good things about him because because uh, he's an Inter Milan fan. I get it. You're, a, you're no, no, no. Because he he you know he used to be with Milan, then he went to Inter, and yeah, yeah. there's a big. There's a big uh, hate for Shonanoglu within the AC Milan house because of you know that he went to the other side of the. And, but we of, can, of, like, of regardless, the, the, you know, regardless of what a what a player did, we can still like recognize. Yeah, yeah for sure, sure. I'm just joking, yeah, of course. Yeah. But I'm just saying that generally, yeah, he is a good player. Even when uh, even when he was with uh, with Milan, he is a player, one yeah. of the key players that was with the team. Now Shonanoglu can have a lot of downtime he can have a lot of bad dates but he's that type of player that can have a horrible day but you just give him that one chance that to one shoot chance. clear it a little bit for him to shoot he can <laughs> score it and that's all it right. took that's, that that's, game, all, that's all it took and barcelona completely like uh, barcelona completely dominated that game yeah um, yeah, yeah that was a comp- that was a typical inter milan win it reminded yeah. me of Mourinho days when they were just defending and scoring and counterattacks and I mean, that's you. You see, you you you're only coming there just for the points. Yeah. Right. Barcelona, we all know that they are the the, the better side, but they're playing in the uh, in uh, in San Siro and um, against uh, Inter fans. Inter Inter well, players let, are going to be. Let's playing. look. Let's look at this group because this group is you know we have Bayern Munich in first place with uh, yes. nine points, Inter Milan in second place with six points. Barcelona in third place with three points, and then you have Victoria Pleasant with zero points, but in last place. Barcelona here sitting in third place, and they're they're in a place where they might end up being end up being in the Europa League uh, playoff. Um, yeah, I've seen some memes joking around about no, that. No, and, and that's the thing: gonna... you think that they're in a dangerous spot, but they still have three more games that we can we can say that they might they will take those three points from Victoria Pleasant, but. When it comes to Inter Milan and Bayern Munich, like it, it does it become a does it become a um, like where what do you think do, do you think they can make those three points and will it be enough to get them to a position where they they can you know stay in Champions League and move on to the next stage? Well, mathematically, they all have a chance, right? Technically, I think. Uh, Look, Byron and Inter got a game left against Victoria, right? They're both going to get those three points, right? Of course, we're assuming they're going to get those three points. If they don't get their three points, then it is going to be a disaster. Um, Now, then we're talking about Byron having 12 points and Inter having uh, nine points. And then then, uh, Barcelona having uh, six points winning their game against Victoria. Uh, After that, Inter are in a more comfortable position than the Barcelona. 
So that means for the last two games, they can literally tie those two games and qualify to the next round. Because I don't think at this point they are really concerned to get that first spot because they, it's hard for them. Because right, they're doing right. bad in the in in the in the Italian league. They're doing really bad. And then at the same time, they're trying to concentrate more in the Champions League against two big teams who, who are most likely within the favors, you know, the favorite to, the, to win the, this, the, the Champions League. The the one thing though, like, you know, this is one thing that I always, you know, we have to keep into consideration when we're when we're talking within football. And that it's, you know, Barcelona will be playing Bayern Munich at home. So they'll be playing in the Camp Nou. And, you know, they're going to be playing Inter Milan at the Camp Nou as well. Yes. And do you think... Two home you know, games. That's a good, uh, good... Two home games for Barca. Two home games for Barcelona. So, you know, you know for sure that those Barcelona fans are going to be coming out. You know, yes. they're going to come out for their club. And they're going to try and do everything in their power to make sure that they keep Barcelona pumped up and somehow make it off to the next stage because I'm pretty sure they don't want to go to the Europa because it'll become a it, it, those me if those memes are bad now, <laughs> you know you, they're gonna they're gonna get even worse. And you know with Barcelona fans, they're already all over the internet. They're all already over Twitter. Um, they they don't leave anybody else. They don't leave anybody except mocking other teams. So do you think this is gonna be you know? Uh, this is going to shock them if they if they make it if they go off to Europa. It's going to be a huge shock for for Barcelona. But Barcelona fans do understand that uh, their team is in a transition uh, transitional uh, stage. Uh, they they have not been performing the best the last few years. Uh, their you know their uh, finance f- uh, financial issues that they've been having, and they barely made it this year. And Everyone in the world of, 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 of football is surprised of all the signing that they did and all the players that they got. So yeah. I think for that, for that matter, I think they are doing a good job. Um, in the league, I think it is going to be a competition between Real and Barcelona till the end. Well, definitely. That one is, the you know, I think tomorrow Barcelona is going to be playing and, you know, Madrid's, Madrid's in first right now with a game in hand and they, they are, I think, up by two points, but We'll see how the the league goes. And Barcelona, you know, they keep they're, they're doing well in the league in the league in this in the La Liga. But you know, when it comes to but Champions then league, now when it comes in terms of Champions League, if we compare Barcelona's situation to Bayern and Inter, uh, they are in uh, when it comes to fan presence, they are in favor because they're going to be right. playing both games in camp. Yeah. So uh, they do have a higher chance of winning those games or you know performing better in those two games. And then I think that I don't know when they're going to be playing Victoria, but they are going to be playing away. They're going to be playing Victoria's home. So um, I think yeah, we are all we're all calling for Barcelona win. Points, so yeah. so those nine points are closer to the to the Camp Nou, but um, at the same time you got two aggressive teams. They're not going to let things go. Yeah, like definitely that. because you know everybody knows that this is the toughest group in in the Champions League right now. Um, or one of the tough, if not the toughest. Um, moving on to the next game, uh, last game of the day of that Tuesday, uh, Liverpool versus Rangers. Uh, unexpected win from Liverpool. Great uh, free kick by um, Arnold. Arnold, man. Um, Arnold. What a free I kick. I still can't believe why he didn't make it to the English, uh, to the English oh, uh, National uh, I'm not going to... See, see, that's 
<laughs> One of the things that I wonder about. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot of things you wonder about in football, but uh, I mean, uh, I mean, it, Southgate, the, the 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 English coach, is already doing bad with the team. He's already right. getting criticized. I don't blame him of having a lot of a, a big, a, a big, uh, um, like he got a big list of players to pick from. But right. I mean, Arnold is right there, man. You you know. Just because Liverpool are not doing the greatest doesn't mean that he's not going to be... Well, it, it was an expected win for Barcelona, but or sorry, for uh, Liverpool. Liverpool. Um... Rangers too, man. I I feel bad for Rangers, man. I don't know. I, I It's one of the teams that I look at, I'm like, man, I feel bad for you guys. I, I, I It's one of the teams that I really... I, I, I like watching uh, uh, Rangers and Celtic in the Champions League and you know, I always want want them to perform good. It's no, it's good for competition, but you well, know, like, like Victoria and. Um, like but you know, Rangers teams. is, of course, we're not going to compare Rangers to Victoria. I mean, Victoria is no, in a different stage. Rangers is is one of the big teams, uh, has a huge fan base. It's one of the. It's these are it's Celtic and Rangers are the two biggest teams in but Scotland. They, right, but the the thing is, is like regardless, can you compare like the Scottish? league with you know prem league or uh, now i know that you can't i'm not going to say like if rangers were to play victoria i would i i'm i'm pretty sure the rangers would win yes. but you know they're sitting at the table with liverpool ajax and napoli yeah yeah that's i the, know in that the, case yeah and, that and they're case. a team that made it to the europa league uh, final last year against Frankfurt. right right and so like when you know when you look at that you know you think well Will they even get any points? And right now they're sitting at zero points. Yeah. Um, they still have three more games, but I don't think I don't see anything coming because Ajax and Liverpool are fighting that for that second spot position, and Liverpool is with six points and Ajax with three points. So I'm sure they're not going to let three points slip, even if it is against the Rangers. Um, I think that Rangers are. Uh, planning, they, they they are planning to go to the Europa League. I think that that's what they really want to do. And, I don't think but, they. But then, even if because they, that's that's real, that's a realistic option. No, but I even if think... they try to, they still need, they still need, they it's it's very they it's still like points, hard for them. It's still going to be hard for them because that they're is... sitting at zero points. And Ajax is at three points, sitting in the spot that they want. So they have to make sure that they they make that third spot. You know what I mean? They need to make it to the third position and somehow knock out Ajax or Liverpool because it's definitely not going to be Napoli who's going to be leaving that group. Napoli is going to lead that group. They're gonna they're gonna make sure that they're always on top. You know, they're nine points right now. They have three more games left. Uh, but they're not going to let Rangers win. They're not going to let Liverpool win. They're not going to let, let Ajax win. And I don't think the other teams are going to let or Liverpool and Ajax are going to allow that for Rangers either. So would it be fair to say that, you know, this is it for Rangers? Um, yeah, it might be. Uh, well, I think it is officially the end of the road for them to make it out to the next round of Champions League or to continue on in this campaign. Yeah. But... Technically, they might have hopes of qualifying to the Europa League. Maybe that's what they're going to be fighting for. Um, uh, like Scottish League, they're you know they're they're only two points away from uh, 
from Celtic to so in terms of competition in the in the Scot in the in the Scottish league, I don't think it's a big issue for them. But uh, they really wanna they wanna advance to the next round, which is being competitive in the European scene. I did see them being competitive in the Europa League, and I think this year they do have a chance of doing that. But in Champions League, it is going to be tough. Yeah, and especially that especially that Ajax are always pressured to make to to perform good and to make it to the next round. Yeah. Not just making it to the next round, they are expected to go to as far as as far as possible. And they and might not have big stars or big names in, in the team. Because you know they're they're the players' factory. They're the ones that make the players and you know and sell them to the big clubs. But they are expected always to make it to the, at least to the last eight. Uh, yeah. If they if they're if they if if they'll be lucky enough to make it to the last four. In terms of football and tactics, they are a team that has that potential. But from yeah, the, no, from the but from the performance that they had against um, against uh, Napoli, man, six one. I don't know. <laughs> that, that is that is a big uh, you know that's a big problem that they have to figure out because their next game is going to be against Napoli. Um, there's three more games left. Obviously, uh, we'll see what happens because that this group it's like you said, um, Rangers are pro- are going to try their hardest to win as many points I as think, they can. I think Rangers look. I think Ranger Ajax should have done this, but they didn't do it. But I think Rangers should do it. So if they start losing more than four zero by halftime, they could just walk out, <laughs> walk out before getting you know, eight zero eight one. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Like that's you can't expect. I, like obviously, you know, I heard, I heard this, and um, I heard this. I don't know how serious it was, but I did hear in a. In a in a in a in an Egyptian platform talking about a team, they were saying that the coach said, "Look," or one of the management said, "Look, if we lose really badly from the team, I think they were a second or third team team. They were playing for the cup, so they were saying that uh, if we start losing badly, let's just pay the fine of two thousand pounds and just just walk out." Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> so, not, it's, not, it's not worth it to what's it to, uh... to getting to get to get humiliated like that. No, so, definitely. But you know, with 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 Champions League, yeah. I don't think you know any team would want to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm joking. Um, but that was that was the last game of that day on Tuesday. Think, yeah. Um, as mentioned earlier, the table was led by Napoli with nine points, followed by Liverpool with uh, six points, Ajax with three points, and uh, Rangers with obviously zero points. And you know, good luck to Rangers. We'll see how they do. We'll see how uh, we'll see we'll, we'll see how that group plays out. I mean, it. it it's uh, we know that it's going to be uh, Napoli who's taking, you know, going to stay in the lead. There's no way that I don't, I can, I can't see Liverpool or Ajax taking over Napoli in this one. But you know, no, it, I think I, Napoli, I, th- I think Napoli have disappeared the next. Yeah, the next the, one. I think they're going to be in the top first spot, and, and and we'll see. Well, the thing is, it's football. You know what I mean? At the end of the yeah. day, it, it is football. Um, you don't know. Maybe so- something happens where Napoli loses the next three, next three games, and they are what's it called? You know, everybody's. It's only big teams that can be consistent. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, we'll start off now with Wednesday's game. Uh, first game with, was Leipzig versus Celtic. Uh, 3-1. Uh, um, that game, man. <laughs> uh, Silva with a brace. Uh, Jota uh, making sure he's on the, what's it called, on the scoreboard. Um, man of the match for Silva. Goals rolled offside. Goals rolled offside. Um well, what do you think about that game? So, um, Celtic played a good game. 
uh, Joe Hart, the ex-Manchester City goalkeeper and English goalkeeper. You can say he handed that win to, Le to Leipzig because of his mistake that he did to the second goal where he, he literally passed the ball. Yeah. You know, it was a goal kick, shot it. That low, and uh, and uh, and the uh, I think it was Under Silva that got it, and then he went to the goal. I'm trying to remember if it was Under Silva that went to the goal or it was Nkuku who assisted him, but but anyways, it was Joe Hart's mistake for that goal that it made it two one, and then uh, and then um, you know after that that's it two one. This uh, Silva scored the third goal and they won that game, but but generally. Um, um they played they played a they played a really good game uh Leipzig Celtic Celtic also played a good game to be honest yeah. it was, that was a good game it was not it was not a it was not expected to be a 3-1 I, I I would have never predicted that I think it was going to I thought it was going to end up with a tie um uh, and Kuku who is uh, for sure I think for sure this guy is going to get sold by the end of the season he's a he's a player that every club wants to buy he's the next coming up uh, super uh, superstar um I think Silva got uh, the man of the match for, for that game because of the two goals that he scored yeah. he had a good performance but at the same time I do see that Nkoko had a, a really good performance during that game but deserve a deserved win for Leipzig no definitely and um the thing is like as you mentioned you know Joe Hart um, do, you, do you think that is Joe Hart's mentality now is sitting in a position in, in a spot where, you know, don't forget he's playing for Celtic, so he's he's not in he's not at City anymore. He's um, he's a mental he's in a mentality where he doesn't see himself, you know, um, at the top of his game. Um, do you think that's affecting him in any way? Um. So there is that shift that players, that coaches have to take care of, which is switch on your league, league switch on and off. So when we're going to apply, if we're going to Champions League, turn on the Champions League spirit. When we're going to our league, turn off the Champions League and turn on the league. So I know that in terms when it comes to the Scottish League, it might not be that comp competitive for Celtic, especially that they've been winning the league. And, you know, it's only two teams or, or it's basically only Rangers, Rangers exactly. and another and whoever comes in whoever is that third challenger of that year, year okay. whether it be in Hearts or, or whether it be in any other team within Scotland. So in terms of that, they don't have a lot of competition. So I think Joe Hart will perform amazingly when it comes to the Scottish League. But in Champions League, he's 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 performing against big teams. Right. And during that game, he's playing against Red the, the Leipzig. So Leipzig are not even at the same level of Bayern. They're not even at the same level of the others. They're a medium, you know, medium, medium team when it comes to to the West and they are one of the best German teams, of course, when it comes to performance for the last few years in in, in Germany. But um, I could see that uh, Joe Hart did lose that competitiveness in him, um, and um, you know, at the same time, I don't want to be too harsh on that. Like I know yeah. that there's a lot of goalkeepers that made mistake in this round, right? But a lot of times, when the goalkeepers do the mistake, are they're usually the most costly ones. And that's yeah. why fans will never forget them. But I think at the same time, it has to make it, you know, those kind of, um, uh, um, you know, we, we try to give those goalkeepers, you know, a burden that that we make them try to carry a burden of, 
okay, you guys suck. You made made our team lose. And you know, I think I think when it comes to that, fans have to be a bit reasonable when it comes to that. Yeah. Um, so he made a mistake. Adam made a mistake. Unfortunately, yes, it did cost him the game, and it did cost him the, uh, uh, to lose the game. But you know. I don't want to say that he really sucks because of that game, but unfortunately, they lost those three points because of that mistake. Um, I do believe that I do believe that that competitiveness that is not present in 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 the Scottish does really affect the way to play. You know, definitely, and those three points, you know, um, they were really important for Celtic because they could have put them in, you know, uh, in in a competition with the with the with Shakhtar for second place. Um, yeah, because that group was already going to be dominated by Real Madrid. We all know that. Yeah. So And then for them to, to have a competition against Shakhtar and, 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 and Leipzig. And Celtic, yeah. I think Celtic could have had a chance. Could have had a chance, definitely. Yeah. And and the thing is with this group is we all know like Real Madrid is getting an easy time with it. And, you know, they're going to go, they're going to, they're going to obviously, be, you know, remain top of the table. Um, there's three more games left, though, and you know between Celtic and Shakhtar is that three points. Yes, it's only a one-game difference, so we'll see how that plays out, and it's going to be interesting to see who takes that second place and who's going to take that third place off to their Europa League playoff stage. But um, imagine if Celtic won their last, the next, uh, they won the next two games and tied against Madrid or something, and then yeah, they no, actually made it from the group. It yeah, would have been be historic. It's going to be possible. It's going to be a possibility, and you know, with with Celtic, uh, anything can happen because we, they've already proved themselves against Barcelona before. Yes. And, yes. And uh, you know, it's a possibility. And they played well against Madrid. Huh? They played. Yeah. Remember that game? Yeah. And and so like the thing is, is that we know for sure that you know Celtic is up for the challenge. So you know, three more games left for them. Next game is going to be at home. Yes. Against Leipzig, so they'll, they'll, you know, we'll wait and see what happens for the next couple of games. But moving on to uh, the next game, Sal- Salzburg and uh, Dinamo Zagreb, one 0 for Salzburg. Um, Dinamo Salzburg, Salzburg also don't forget leading the table, obviously in first place with five points. This is a this is a good gr- this is a this is this group right here. Um, it's going to be one of the groups that we were talking about earlier where. The next three matches are going to be just straight, you know, uh, fights after. It's going to be crazy because everybody wants every single one of those points. There's yes. no missing, uh, no messing around. You know, you have Chelsea and AC Milan. You have Dinamo Zagreb and Salzburg. Um, the difference in points is two points between the first person for, for between the first team and the last team in that group. Um, Five, four, four, three. Yeah. Five four four three, um, and you know the least expected team. Uh, not, well, not, I, I don't want to say the least expected team, but you know Salzburg in first, followed by Chelsea. No, by you're right. Second. You're right. I nobody expected this. Uh, yeah, no, uh, nobody expected it, but, <laughs> Salzburg to be first. Yeah. Uh, followed by Milan, and then you know you have uh, Dinamo Zagreb, uh, but it's only a, d- a difference of two points, and that's the that's the that's the important part. That's not even you know what I mean. Two ties can get you that. You know, one one win can get you that. It's it's going. That's to the be beauty of it. That's yeah. the beauty. That's the beauty of this. <laughs> and it's gonna be, I think, one of those groups where you know it's gonna come down to that last minute in that third game. It's going to be very intense, where we're gonna see something happen, and the you know the switch flips, and the group stage just the group. Sorry, the group that the group positions start changing, and it's gonna be interesting to see. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, look, f- f- going back to this game, uh, Demino's, uh, D- Dynamo Zagreb did not deserve to lose that game at all. They, they, they played a very good game. I think I was thinking that Dynamo actually were going to win. Right. But uh, to be fair, I think a tie would have been fair. Um, they played good. They had their attacks, but you know, as, as simple as penalty for for Salzburg was enough for them to win the game. Oka uh, Oka four uh, scoring his third goal. The Swiss player scoring his third goal in the Champions League right. uh, for this for this season. He's one of the players to watch out for. Um, but uh, Dynamo actually Dynamo are having they're performing well uh, this this year in Champions League. Uh, you know the for their first game against Chelsea. Uh, I know that it was you know it was it was a transition state for Chelsea, but at the same time a win is a win. They got their three three points. Yeah. It's a fortunate loss for them. If they won this game or tied, I think they were gonna they were gonna have a lot of high hopes to qualify to the next round. But but you know as you said, it's still five you know five points for the top team and three points for the last uh, the team in the last position and you know uh it was st- straightforward game you know one nil yeah. penalty both both teams performed well uh dynamo had more chances but you know and, yeah team. like the, you know like we say here you know at the, at the end of the day it doesn't matter that your possession your chance it's good yes sure you could perform you could do all that but you know at the end of the day you still have to make sure that you have the ball in the back of the net of sure. your opponent and that's the, you know that's the most important part of football um but you know moving on to the next game benefica versus psg um but messi um shocking the world with that beauty of um unbelievable uh the way that the, you know what i'm still still i'm still thinking about that goal and uh, fantastic i mean if not the i don't if that's not the goal of the week i don't know what is um spectacular goal from him in the 22nd minute uh benefica coming back before the finish of the first half uh and scoring um sorry it was was an own goal yeah it was the own goal Yeah, it was a cross it was you know you you really had to zoom into the camera yeah yeah, it was see the deflection of uh (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah, but you know regardless it doesn't matter that goal was uh you know a goal is a goal so one one uh great game uh, Benfica played but, good, even though it was complete dominance for PSG. Complete, you know, complete possession dominance. But at the end of the day, you know, when we look at like the chances that were made, Benfica seemed to be the team that had the, you know, the more critical chances. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would surprise me because you know you got you know you got Neymar, you got Mbappe, you got Messi. You know what I mean? Um, you also have. Uh, Verratti, you have Hakimi, you have Sergio Ramos. You, you know what I mean. You have a, you have a squad of just superstars, and you end up with you know a one-one against Benfica. And that's not to put down Benfica, but you know. Yeah, you see, PSG was expected to win, um, but um, for me, of course, starting up with that goal, it's nothing better than seeing Neymar. Assisting Messi for a goal, you know, so that's a that's a classic uh, line for a goal. Uh, but uh, it's good for PSG to get constantly, constantly challenged within the Champions League, right. because the question has always been, how are PSG going to perform in Champions League when you have three? Okay, you're good in a forward, you're good in attack, so you're good with Mbappe, with Messi, with with Neymar. Um, now the way that the way that 
the 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 way that uh, um, the new coach with PSG is playing is playing three four three four three by having Hakimi and Mendes on each side right. going back and forth, um, and and uh, and helping out with the defense. Uh, and actually, all uh, you know, surprisingly, all players actually go back, including Messi, including Neymar. All of them go back to help in defense, which is, which is, I mean, you know, sometimes you can't expect a player to, at a certain age, to be performing well in, defensively. But they are doing a good job defensively. But for that game, you know, it's uh, uh, Benfica. It's Benfica. They're not a strange team to the European scene. Right. Um, and you know, they got their goal, and they actually had chances to. To, towards even towards the end of the game, they got their point from PSG, um, and you know they're challenging them right now with in terms of qualifying from this group by tying with them um, within the number of points, right? Both right, of them right. got seven they're points both, right now. Both, the yeah, they both have the same points. Um, I think the thing that separates them bet- between them is the you know the amount of goal the goal difference, and which is which is no, I think for it's PSG, actually right? the same. Yeah, the goal difference is the same. Oh, goal difference so, is the same. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the goal difference so that tie was critical to Benfica. So that, oh, that really yeah, had that, made him high hopes to qualify to the next round of the Champions League. Oh, yeah. League. They're, they're, like, they're, both at first, they're both tied for safe first place. Um, I think the reason that Benfica is in second is because, um, is because they got scored on... Oh, no. I don't even... I don't even... I don't even know why they have them in second, but... You know, they, they it's both, the uh, uh, PSG's uh, scored uh, scored six uh, goals. Three. That's why, yeah, they six have goals goals, and goals, yeah. five. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's, yeah. Uh, Maybe that's yeah, I guess that's the reason, and that's that this stuff the the way it works. But um, and then you have Juventus and Mikavi Haifa after that, and um, I would I can I can I think we can safely say that PSG and Benfica are going to be you know moving on to the next stage. Um, Juventus has hopes still, but. Do you see that? Like, do you see? Can you see that happening, or is it going to be Benfica and Juvent and um, PSG just switching between first and second position for the next two, three games? So remember, at the beginning, I was saying there was there was those there are those teams that carry on all the conceded goals. Haifa yeah. is one of them. So for for Juve to convince for Juve to to tell their fans that no guys we're fine everything is okay it's by them winning this this game which is which they won 3-1 um, they won 3-1 even though Haifa was challenging them like Haifa right, had, right. had had pretty good chances when it comes to challenging uh, Juve but uh, but Juve you know Juve did the critical thing which is winning that game Di Maria was with with his, his uh, assist uh, um, I hear Rabio I mean Rabio scored two goals in this game but I hear that they didn't want him at the beginning of the season now they're talking about extending his contract and I guess goals can make wonders so um, in in that in, in those terms um, uh, Juve Juve uh, even though they're four points away from these guys from PSG and Benfica. Yeah. But I really do think that they're going to uh they're going to challenge So you challenge think that they're going to bounce back, bounce back and you know Just think about it. If they if they if they beat PSG, right? Or they beat Benfica just by beating one of those teams. They're going to shake up the whole calculation. Definitely. No, no, definitely. And that's and that's so the thing. So it's only going to take that thing. So it's only going to take one loss for one of these two teams for you for Juve to get 6 points. And for right. the other team to, to be stuck in whatever points that they have, for them to start doing the calculations. 
But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see with that group um, because PSG. But I think it was a pretty reasonable uh, win for for Juve. Yeah, yeah. no, PSG is going to definitely, or sorry, Juventus is definitely going to shake up that group. Uh, we'll we'll see how that goes for that group. Um, obviously, PSG sitting at the top, followed by Benfica with the tied at points, seven points. Um, then you followed by Juventus with three points and Maccabi Haifa with zero points. Um, but moving on to the next game. Uh, Chelsea versus AC Milan, and I know that you did not like that scoreline. Three uh, 0 for Chelsea. Graham Potter. Um, do you think Graham Potter has has a grasp on what he's doing at Chelsea now? Three um, 0 get win at Chelsea. Three uh, 0 win um, in Champions League on on during, Stamford this, Bridge. Yeah, Stamford. Yeah, uh, at Stamford Bridge, and this week and this weekend he was also you know. Another three 0 win uh, against or was it a, who did they play today? Actually, was it Brighton? It wasn't Brighton, was it? No, no, that was Tottenham. Um, they played uh, Wolverhampton. Yeah, yeah, Wolverhampton. They won that. Th- I think they won that one three 0 as well. Three 0 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, J- uh, James, yeah, Reese James, uh, man of the match. Great game for them. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, coming up to the game, I mean, I think it would make sense of how. Um, how bad Milan are going to be even coming up to the game because their starting goalkeeper uh, Ma- uh, Manian wasn't available. He was injured and he is one of the main reasons why uh, Milan won the league last year. Right. You got uh, Florenzi who's, who's injured, Salmakers is injured, Calabria is injured, um, Hernandez is injured, Kair is injured, Messias is injured. Uh and of course, Ibra has been injured for since the beginning of the season. But but you have your two most important uh, um, the, the positions within the game with the right back and the left back that are injured, Calabria and Hernandez. Uh, and watching that game, you can see how disconnected Liao was during that game. Hernandez wasn't there to help him out because Hernandez was the one that usually comes up from that side and helps him out. It was it was a player called Balo who was. You know, this is his first game starting in, uh, for for Milan in Champions League, so right. it was an issue in terms of of that because what Chelsea did, what they were shutting down was Liao because they know that Milan's strength was in the left side, especially with Liao. Liao's favorite man wasn't there, Hernandez, so they shut down the whole left side. Um, uh, ben Nasser was the captain for Milan for the first time uh, for Champions League for him, uh, but. And on the other on the other hand, Chelsea are trying to perform better. They're trying to show, you know, they're trying to show what kind of team they are under Potter's management. So, in the the win made sense, but it was a big win of three, of three nil. Uh, but you know, it can make sense with seeing what you, what kind of players that you come into the game with. So now, looking at the group, you know, Chelsea really needed this win. Um, yes. They were. They only had one point before this, which would have put, which would have kept them at the bottom of the table. But now they are in second, tied yeah. with the, tied with AC Milan. You know, it's just a goal difference now. Um, Salzburg, obviously, as we mentioned earlier, up, and you know, this has kept this game. This has kept the, this game is gonna. You know, has kept the has kept this group at a crossroads because now this group is going to be so competitive. Um, next yeah. game is going to be the Chelsea. last game. Yeah, so Chelsea versus uh, AC Milan at the San Siro. 
Um, I don't think it's going to be an easy game for Chelsea. Um, I'm not sure exactly who's going to be back that day um, from uh, injuries, but it's it's going it's going to be interesting to see what happens with these with this group. Well, um, well, yeah, for for this group, um, I mean, I'm hoping that some of the players will be back. Uh, it, it unfortunately for when Milan played together against Juve, uh, Manyain, the goalkeeper, was not was not available, but yeah. Hernandez Hernandez was back. Uh, so so hopefully Hernandez and Leao's combo on the left side would be crucial for the next game against Chelsea. And I think the most important thing for for Milan and and Inter and those kind of teams are the, the fan presence when they play home. So they're going to be playing in the San Siro. Chelsea are going to be shaking when they're walking to the field. So I think yeah. it's going to be a tough game, but I, I hope it's going to be a Milan win. All right. Well, we'll see what happens with that group. Um, as mentioned, Salzburg leads that group, then followed by Chelsea, AC Milan, and uh, and then uh, I believe it's uh, Dinamo Zagreb in last place. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on, this guy, da- I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> like, who, who, now we thought that Messi was an alien. If Messi was an alien, what is this guy? Because he comes in now. It is Copenhagen at the end of the day, but. Man, this guy Holland, man, he comes in, scores a brace like it's nothing. Wherever he goes, whatever team he's playing, he doesn't even care anymore. It's like he knows he's going to score. He's always on the scoreboard. He's got what is it now? 19, 19, 19 goals, or I'm pretty sure it's more than that now. Um, he got uh, he got uh, fifteen in uh, in the Premier League as of now, and he got five in Champions League. So I think it's twenty. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it is. It, it is like you said. Uh, I think it's, it's twenty. It's twenty goals, right? Because it's fifteen plus five is yeah, that what it is? Twenty goals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah twenty goals. So, <laughs> and how many games has it been for him? Three plus nine, right? So eleven. Yeah, so, so you know he's averaging more than a goal, obviously, per game. Um, Fantastic performance, obviously, by Manchester City. Uh, they're they're just on a clear on a clear win streak. Um, haven't lost a game in a very very long time. Um, it's all green for them on the scoreboard. Um, I, don't, I don't know. There's nothing else to say about this game. You know, uh, as expected, five 0 for Manchester City against Copenhagen. And I don't have I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I don't even have to watch this game and know that Manchester City is going to win at this point. Yeah, it's it's Copenhagen versus Manchester City. If you if you walk down the street and go ask everyone what do you guys think is going to happen in this game, they'll tell you it's going to be a big score. They're probably going to tell you five zero actually. I'll yeah, probably, probably I would, most people's I would guess that too. Like it's not a it's like if 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 you bet if you were betting on this game and you don't bet, you know what I mean for a city, you're an, you're an idiot. And yeah, of course. I mean Copenhagen have not been performing well uh, at all in this. Uh, and this uh, uh, um, Champions League, they've only got one point. Oh, I mean, kudos to them. They got one point compared yeah, to Victoria. Point. And that's good, you know what but I mean? But they got they 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 have not won a game. They they've literally tied a game nil nil, and they got this point, and they got eight goals against them. Um, it's unfortunate for teams like Copenhagen that they're you know they're in the same group as Manchester City and Dortmund and all those teams that are very strong offensively. Manchester City. You shut down Holland. You got Mehrs on this side. You got Foden on this side. You shut them down. Your their midfield will be on. You got De Bruyne. You got Gundogan. You got uh, Ram, uh, Bernardo Silva. You shut bo- everyone down. Their defense, Cancelo, and then the Walker goes up and and they score. So 
it's hard to expect of it's 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 really hard to shut down any of Manchester City players. Um, even with the fact that Manchester City has a typical number nine, but anybody yeah. can score within that team, and that's the yeah, way no, they already have that mentality before Holland came in. So anybody, yeah, no, definitely, definitely agreed. And you know, the thing is, the the lucky thing for Manchester City, I would say, is that Holland is not even going to be in the World Cup. So for them, you know what I mean? Um, they can use him after the World Cup. Like you know, it'll, it'll be easy work for him. Yes, um, definitely. So, yeah, definitely for sure. And uh, and that, it's going to be interesting to see that, but. Obviously, we everybody expected this one for the Manchester City. They lead the group with nine points, followed by Dortmund and then Sevilla, then Copenhagen with one point. Um, clearly, obviously, Manchester City is going to be moving on. Uh, we'll talk about now Real Madrid versus Jacques Shakhtar. And uh, Real Madrid win at the Santiago Bernabeu 2-1. Um, uh, I'll be honest with you, I didn't get a chance to watch this game, but Rodrigo and Vinicius Jr. are on the scoreboard. Um, honestly, at this point, that's what I expect. I expect Vinicius and Rodrigo to be on the scoreboard. Um, Real Madrid had a hard time during that game. Um, it's it's a classic. It's a classical uh, meeting between Shakhtar and Madrid. They play every year, every two years. Madrid always struggles with them. Shakhtar is a very tough yeah. team, even with their before even before. Uh, um, um, you know, before the war starting, when they had all the players, you know, before all the players departed, when they had all the Brazilian players, and they had all those great scouts getting them players all over the world. So with, with those kind of players, they're really challenging all the big teams within Europe. Um, even even now, um, they they uh, during their game against Real Madrid, they, Madrid was struggling defensively. And we actually could see that also, you know, when they played against uh, Getafe today, right? So, yeah, right, right. Uh, so defensively, Madrid is, str- is struggling uh, on 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 that aspect, and the other thing also is uh, Modric not being uh, present in that game. His his the fact that he's not present in that game, you know, it's you you can tell that something is missing with that with with that team with the and, midfield and it is it is with with the midfield generally, and it's as simple as uh, as Modric. Um, now, do you think like you know? I'm hearing rumors of Tony Cruz leaving next year or retiring next year. Um, I would expect, you know, Modric to be retiring soon. And, you know, in that, and Casemiro just left. So in that position, in these positions, you'll, you know, you'll Tuchemeni, Kamavinga, and Valverde. And do you think those three guys, they're youngsters, they're new on this field and new with Real Madrid. Do you think they're going to be able to fill that, to fill up? To fill those positions for Real Madrid, that is the issue. Um, Modric, they're saying that Ancelotti was saying that Modric is going to stay till he's forty <laughs> with Madrid. Cross, yeah, I don't know if Cross just wants wants to stop playing soccer generally. I'm not sure that he is younger than Modric and he can still play perform for a few more years. Chouamini Kamavinga. Who are the two favorites to play in Kroos's and Modric's position? Uh, Valverde, you know, he's on the switch. He can play within with them on the on the sides of the midfield, or he can play in the forward. But I but I do expect those three to be the future midfield of uh, of of Real Madrid. Yeah. You know, look when Cruz. I don't want to undermine Cruz, uh, but I really do see see the issues when Modric is not a, is not playing. Right, Modric is at thirty seven. Um, 
at that age and you're still critical at the best team in the world uh, who who bought a, a player for a hundred million dollars for them yeah. to, to be to be to be a midfielder here they really want a defensive midfielder like Chouamini. Um, you know, one day you see Chouamini up, one day you see him down, but Modric has been is always cons- consistent with his performances. I really I really do feel like okay, Casemiro's gone. Cruz also when he's gone, yeah, he's gonna be missed. But I think Modric when he's gone, that is gonna be the biggest issue. That is going to be the biggest loss. I don't know who can who can place him. Maybe, maybe, was... maybe tactically, Kamavinga and Chouamini can do can 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 go back and forth between the right. uh, uh, to cover Modric's uh, res- uh, responsibility tactically. Like Ancelotti yeah. can do something about that. But it's going to be hard for to, for you to replace Modric. Modric is just exceptional, man. Definitely. Exceptional. And I was I was actually talking to somebody the other day about this, and and we were we were discussing, you know, you know, Casemiro's left. In the near future, you know, Real Madrid fans are going to be seeing, you know, Tony Cruz and Modric leaving, and these are the guys that have won either four or five Champions Leagues with Real Madrid, yeah. and it's a it's if you've noticed that the. the the defense has already changed for Madrid. Yes, um, you know there's the, it's not the usual four. We have you know Militao, uh, Alaba, and the Mendy now, and Carfa remaining defender. Uh, and so you've already seen that change. Benzema is the only one left at the front. Bale is gone. Ronaldo's gone. You have Rodrigo and Vini now, and then you have those. Th- you had those last three at the beginning of the season: Casemiro, Modric, and Tony Cruz. Casemiro gone, so and now you have you know two Chumeni and Valverde playing in those positions. Sometimes Kamavinga coming on, um, and they're switching, and then you have either Cruz on or Modric on, and it's you know it's it's a whole different team than it was two three years ago. Yeah, but the 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 thing is 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 that Real Madrid still performs at a level where you know they're um, they're either first or second. They're competing there for for first or second in the in the champ in the um, in the La Liga and, you know, top of the table in the Champions League. And uh, it's not worrisome, but it, it, it will be different for Real Madrid fans. Uh, look, the momentum that they're going with right now with the wins and all that, uh, I think all the, I think after the World Cup, the honeymoon is going to be over. I think we are going to be the big, we're going to, we are going to see the biggest issue, the, the, the real issues yeah. popping yeah. after the World Cup for Real Madrid. We already start seeing some issues, like playing against Qatafi, yeah. playing against teams that are strong uh, defensively, Qatafi, uh, Shakhtar. Well, even uh, even like, you know, you know, they're struggling with these teams, Qatafi and Shakhtar and whoever. Maybe they're, they're You can see this. You can see the the discrepancies within the team, and Ancelotti has to rethink some of his strategies, or you know, he has to be ready for what he has to, for what's going to come up after the World Cup. You know, he has to rest players. He he's going to have to do that because. This, a lot of these guys are going to be at the World Cup. They're going to be competing, and they're going to want their team to win. And then they're going to come back, and they're going to be tired. Madrid's biggest issue is known. It's, it's Benzema. They don't have a replacement for him. They don't. Yeah. And Benzema was have never played for the for the French national team French for national team. for how how many years? Five mm. years or something, or four years? I, I think it's more than that. He hasn't played for them. Yeah, around those years, and so he was solely playing for Real for Real Madrid. Yeah. So that's why he was resting a lot during, uh, you know, uh, off season and during international weeks, and he was training by himself with Real Madrid. Now that he's back with France, he's a bit older too, 
and he's and he's performing uh, were you know performing well with the Real Madrid, and um, I'm just trying to remember when did when did he even rest because Real Madrid were playing they played all the games they played Champions League they played um, uh, everything Super Cup blah 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 all those all those, all those games so there haven't been a lot of rest um, uh, with with him generally with with France so and with Real Madrid so now you're seeing that coming back at him. And that's why Benzema's season is not going to be the greatest this year because I think right. last year was his peak because of. The well, rest I, I, of the way I've he was always, doing. I've 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 said this even since like and I see as 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 soon as that last season finished, um, I knew Benzema was going to start falling off. Um, the strain on his body must be crazy. You know, he's yeah. getting yeah. older. Um, he had to really push it last year because you know there was nobody. There was no Ronaldo. There was no Bale. There was you know what I mean. There was nobody else that. He was dependent on to, you know, score those goals. Vinny was still, you know, um, missing a lot of chances. Rodrigo was was around, but he was. They were. They weren't. Uh, there was not a lot of expectations on them as there was on Benzema, True. and so like and, I think and that, I think, and that is and that is Real's biggest issue. So yeah. where is the replacement for Benzema? Uh, we'll uh, have to see what Ancelotti comes up with because he doesn't have time, you know. Um, World Cup is coming up soon. He has to figure it out. Um, he's gonna need, he's gonna need somebody to come to make that. And you know, Benzema has always been a player who you'll, he'll definitely miss a goal in any game. Like he'll always have those games where he he misses an open net, and that's a typical Benzema. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a typical Benzema thing to do. But it, we'll we'll see what happens. It's a bit frustrating for Real Madrid fans at this point. Um, but you know, for that group, Real Madrid leads the group with uh, nine points, followed by uh, Shakhtar, I believe, uh, and then after that, it's uh, Leipzig and then Celtic with uh, one point. Um, those last three teams, you know, they have they have still have a couple of games, like we talked about earlier with Celtic, um, to compete for either second position or Europa League Europa League play, uh, playoff stage. Um, but the last game of that week of the of the week, uh, Sevilla versus Dortmund. Um, 4-1, um, Dortmund uh, winning at a way. And I'm very disappointed in Sevilla at this point. Um, I think they only have one point. Uh, they're in last place. I know that. Oh, no, they're in third. <laughs> yeah, they're second last. And is is this something like you were saying earlier? You know, because Sevilla, they, they're the kind of team to. I think it was. Um, they how many times did they win the Europa League in a row? Right. Uh, I think it was three. Three, right? And that three. was not it's, last it's year. It's either they, two in a row and then one break. One, but and they, then one. I think that's what it was. I yeah, think yeah. out of four years, something like that. And 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 is is that something they're going for at this point? They're like, you know what? We're not gonna make it to uh, the <laughs> next day, so we'll just go for Europa and we can compete there. Because you know, even in the Liga, they're doing they're performing very badly. La Liga's uh, performance is one of the worst for the last yeah, ten years or something that they've been doing. And now. then you know, um, Champions League, their their, their performance is terrible. Uh, I I don't know what to say because uh, you know, and and Dortmund, they Dortmund was the team here that they could have taken advantage of this because Dortmund played Bayern Munich over the weekend, and they tied they tied them this weekend and. Um, you know for sure at the back of their mind, Dortmund was thinking, you know, we're playing Sevilla, we're playing Bayern Munich, you know, we have a very tough week ahead of us. And Sevilla could have 
took in the chance here and getting those three points. Um, I don't want to get into the Dortmund Bayern game, the amazing game, but we're going to get into it a later episode. But the Sevilla surprisingly played a good game against Dortmund. Um, but they did not take advantage of the chances exactly. that they had, yeah. unfortunately. Um, I was thinking that Sevilla are gonna go for a win or are even gonna go for a tie. Yeah. But then when I look at a missed Sevilla chance, but I see a goal on the other side coming from Dortmund. From the front, from, from the, I'm just trying to see how many how many shots did the the look. There's 20 shots for Sevilla, and then you got 19 for Dortmund. Right. And then and then you having um, uh, missed chances from Sevilla, which were more than Dortmund, but but then when you look at four one, doesn't make sense. It doesn't. What, right. What's the missing? What's the missing? When I was watching, when I was watching El Nasseri missing more than a chance, even though he scored that goal, I was trying to see what what's really happening with 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 uh, with Sevilla. What's missing? What is the issue? You having you have good players, um, technically they. They're good players, right? Even though some of them might be benching. Like Isco, he was benched with Madrid, but he started that game. Um, but they have they have veterans uh, within their, their team that at least can make get, make them get, get a tie. But I was shocked. 4-1 to me was surprising. Even Sevilla were having a bad performance since the beginning of the season. But... Um, Lipotigui, the the coach for Lepetegui, Sevilla. Yeah, Lepetegui. Yeah, he's officially, you know, he's officially out. He is he going to be? He's, yeah, he, he, so he's part of the sack club this year because you know, as we were saying in an earlier episode, um, it's the year of the sacking because all these all these uh, coaches, they're just you yeah, Tochel and Lepetegui. Yeah, and, yeah. And, um, and we'll, we'll see what happens with the you know with Sevilla Sevilla because. Um, no, it's because really the way they're performing, it's it's a disaster. Like you're seventeenth, seventeenth spot in in, in, La in La the Liga. La Liga, and you already made it to the Champions League coming from the La Liga. Yeah, and they have been competing for the top four for the last how many years? And they have been yeah. in the Champions League more than once. Right. They won the Europa, even as a winner for Europa League. You know, you're not in the seventeenth spot. Yeah, Sorry, I don't know how many nine no, games. definitely, um, definitely a surprise. Um, as 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 we said though, uh, we'll see. What happens with that group? We still have, you know, uh, three games. There's, there's still time. They, if they, if they come back, you know, Sevilla, Sevilla is a, is a team that is capable of coming back. They still have those nine points that, that they can take grab of, take grab of, and, uh, and maybe you know get them back. Um, yeah, sure. One of them's against Man City, and I know for sure Holland's gonna love that game. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, it's still six points. You know, against Dortmund and Copenhagen, still like next game, I believe is against Dortmund away. But I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think so. I think they're staying in the same position. But we'll yeah, see. if they stay in the same position, football that means football. they're gonna make it to the Europa League. So yeah, definitely football is football. But I think that was it for the um, the games of the of this uh, Champions League week. Uh, Next week, uh, Copenhagen versus Manchester City. Um, I'm expecting a super hat trick for Holland right there. Maccabi <laughs> uh, Haifa versus Juventus. The uh, yeah, Dortmund versus Sevilla. Uh, that's gonna. I, I don't know how that. Like good luck to Sevilla, but I doubt they're gonna win that one. 
um, they'll be lucky to get out with a one point on that game. But usually, when there's a shift of in management, the team usually wins. Well, usually, <laughs> usually, you see like a tie or a win, but uh, I, maybe a tie. But I don't know. It'll be in a way. They're playing away. Um, they're going to be playing in Dortmund, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. You know, the, the Dortmund fan base is not one to um, meddle with. Uh, Celtic playing Leipzig at home, Dynamo Zagreb for Salzburg, and that's going to be interesting to see because of first and last place of that group. Uh, Milan, Chelsea. I think both of these teams, both of these teams are similar. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, no, uh, yeah. And then the thing is, is that group, you know, like we said earlier, it's a two point difference. So we'll see how that game goes. Uh, Milan, Chelsea at the San Siro, uh, PS- PSG versus the Benfica at the. Uh, Parc de France, the Parc de Prince, um, and Dynamo. I'm sorry, Shakhtar versus Real Madrid in Shak in uh, Warsaw, Poland, um, and that's because of the whole Ukraine war thing, obviously. Yeah. Um, Atletico Madrid versus Club Bruges in Madrid um, at the Wanda Metropolitano. Uh, Napoli versus Ajax at Napoli uh, at the Maradona Stadium. Uh, Barcelona versus Inter Milan at the Camp Nou. Uh, Rangers versus Liverpool at Rangers home, uh, Sporting versus Marseille in Lisbona, and uh, we have Tottenham versus Frankfurt at White Hart Lane. Or yeah, oh, they, sorry, they changed it, right? It's they now changed, Tot- yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. The stadium now. Tot- Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, yeah. um, and then you have Victoria Pleasant versus By- uh, Pleasant versus Bayern Munich in Victoria, and um, good luck for Victoria. Yeah, good luck for Victoria. <laughs> um, any, you know, we still have, you know, this, uh, I, I would say we still have, you know, a lot of nice games. Tottenham versus Frankfurt, obviously. Sporting versus Marseille. Um, Livers Cousin versus Porto. Barcelona versus Inter Milan. Napoli versus Ajax. I'd like to see I'm how... I'm Na- to see Napoli and Ajax. Yeah, I want to see that again. I want to see what happens with Napoli and Ajax. Um, 6-1, sure, last game. But, you know, you can't, you still can't put down Ajax. Um, Diego yeah. Armando Maradona Stadium has a different atmosphere. <laughs> we'll so, see how that one goes. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, um, Atletico Madrid will be playing Club Bruges. Will Club Bruges be moving that train at the same speed or faster? You know, stay top of the table. Um, obviously, uh, PSG Benfica is going to be a great game. AC Milan Chelsea. Uh, we'll see what AC Milan does there. They need those three points, they need to the, they need the win. Um, uh, Sevilla and Dortmund. Sevilla. That's gonna be a, that's gonna be a very crucial game for them. Uh, they're in, in third place, or I think it's is it third place right now um, with three points, or sorry, with one point. So that those three points can be can be a major difference for them, yes, only definitely. because it can actually get them closer to Dortmund's second place. And you know, once they play Copenhagen, they 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 if they get that win, then you know, depending on how Dortmund is, they can manage to stay in the Champions League. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, Copenhagen is the punching bag for everyone. For oh, everyone. definitely. Yeah. And then, you know, um, we have, uh, I think that's going to be the, those All are, are going to be the, you know, the big games we're going to see. Um, uh, any last, any, any last words before we uh, call it a night? Uh, that's that, man. I'm just, um, you know, I'm just pumped for the, uh, next round of champions league we're having back-to-back games uh you know they want to finish all the group stages uh before the world cup so you know i'm pretty excited for that um and yeah 
especially that we're here towards the end. I just wanted to remind everyone to like, subscribe, and share if you're watching us through YouTube. And if you're listening to us throughout your favorite podcast platform, whether it be in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, just follow us through there and leave us a review and let us know how we did. And again, this is Al-Basha and Ahmed. Ahmed, you got any last words you want to say? Um, no, I, I think I've said everything I need to say to, this <laughs> week. Uh, um, you know, catch us uh, next week. Um, don't forget to obviously like, subscribe, and share. Um, I don't think there's anything else for me. That's sad then. All right, man. Uh, all right, everyone. Have a great day, and uh, we'll see you in the next episode. All right. You have a good day.